Hi, this is Eddie Markham, pastor of River of Life Church, and this is our podcast. I just want to say thank you for taking the time and listening to our podcast. Hopefully you're going to be inspired and impacted by our message today. I also want to let you know what's going on here at River of Life. God has just been blessing us, and we have outgrown our facility, and the time has come for us to get into a new building. We need to get into a bigger building. So we have kicked off a building campaign this year, and we are moving forward. And God is blessing it. So we are reaching out to you, our podcast listening audience. And just want to encourage you that if you would like to participate and make a donation into our building fund, please head over to our website. It's www.rol-ag.com. And right on the homepage there is a little donate button. Click on that. Follow the instructions and just sow your seeds, sow into this ministry and help us make this happen. I want to say thank you in advance, and I pray God continue to bless you and impact your life as you listen to the ministry at River of Life. Tommy's ready for the word. Amen. If you can stay seated, go to Acts chapter 2, and uh, I am looking forward to the outpouring service on Friday night. How many's looking forward to that night? How many's planning on attending, on being here? Amen. Come on, let me see. Let's put those hands up. Good, good, good. Amen. I'm going to do that for the second service as well. We uh, have people that don't attend our church are actually planning on coming as well. You never know what's going to happen, who's going to come out. But I do, and I've been, I've been building, trying to build some expectation over these last three weeks for this service, uh, specifically for the baptism in the Holy Spirit to get filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, but also, when God, I've learned that when God shows up, he can do anything that he wants to do. Jesus was teaching one time. And he was in the, in the mode, and his plan was to simply teach the word. But the Bible has the scripture there, and it says, but the Holy Spirit was there to heal. Read that. And so it ended up shifting the whole service, and a healing service broke out. Let me tell you, that's what I'm planning on people getting filled with the Holy Spirit on Friday night and getting refilled. How many can need, need something from heaven in your life? More of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm planning on that happening, but I've learned that, hey, you can get healed, whatever promise that you are holding on to, whatever you're needing in your life. I'm believing Friday night at 7 o'clock, if you will come expecting with me that we're going to see some amazing things happen. I know the last time was just amazing, and I was going for three days after that. I don't know about you, but I was feeling pretty good. Amen? Uh, So the last three weeks, we've been specifically talking about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit. I gave you, and listen to that podcast if you weren't here, uh, I believe we put the 930 on. I wanted the 1130, so get the 1130 CD if you weren't here, uh, because I, man, God just really broke in there. It was the same message, but... Uh, there was a lot of things. I preached the whole Bible, I think, in that one service. I mean, that was one of those services when you walked out, if you took notes, you were like, what? <laughs> uh, it was all over the place. But there was a lot of things that God uh, had done in that service. And so we're talking about the filling of the Holy Spirit. Chapter 2 of Acts tells us, I'm going to try to teach this a little bit today, uh, this morning to kind of let us understand. I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I got saved in 97, and I got filled with the Holy Spirit in February. It was the most physical, powerful uh, experience I've ever had in my life. But like a lot of us, I couldn't tell you what happened to me uh, when it come to being specific. All I knew is I had an encounter with God, and I got this prayer language. That's about it. And I remember uh, wanting to tell it to my daughters and teach them. I, I'm, as a parent, that's my first responsibility is to teach my kids. Amen? 
Don't leave that up to Pastor Steve and Pastor Eddie. It's something that we're called to do as parents. And so I remember trying to explain it to even everybody, and I really couldn't. I remember listening to John Brevere and some of these great teachers teach on the, the speaking of tongues. And man, I was just like, wow, that makes so much sense to me. And I begin to flow more in, and it's become a very powerful part of my life. And so I want to try to do that with us today. Acts chapter 2, this is where it all started. It says in verse 1, that when the day of Pentecost had fully come, Pentecost was one of the major feasts of the Jewish people. And if you was a Jew or are a follower of Judaism, Judaism, you would have to go to Jerusalem uh, Seven feasts a year, three of them you had to attend personally. This is one of them. So people came uh, from all over uh, the Eastern world to participate in this big feast. And it had fully come, so it is there, and they were all with one accord in one place. Who was? The people that I taught last week, the 120. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty Russian wind. It's amazing how we're supposed to have wind today, and I planned this today. I'm thinking, God, when I say this, I wonder if we're going to hear the wind blowing in the building. <laughs> Shh, everybody quiet. Okay, anyway, it, it, there came, that would be so awesome. But there came a sound. Listen, they're waiting for 10 days. They're praying. They're up in this upper room, and all of a sudden, God showed up in the sound of a mighty Russian wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. So when God begins to move, you'll notice a pattern in the Bible. You'll hear it before you see it. You'll hear it before you see it. Anyway, it says in then verse 4, and they were, some of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. Is that what your Bible says? How many were filled? All were filled. I told you last week, it's God's will for everyone, even our kids, everyone to be filled with the Holy Spirit and have this experience. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and they were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. They were all amazed and they marveled, looking at one another, saying, aren't these Jews from Galilee? And he lists 17 nations that were represented. And verse 11, what were they saying? They heard, they heard them speaking in tongues and in their language. What is that, Pastor Eddie? What, what are you saying? Look at verse 11, tells us. Those that could understand, they were speaking wonderful works of God. That's what they were saying. They weren't going over their grocery list. They were saying the one, there's a purpose for praying in tongues. There's, there's a reason for that. When you have that ability, there's a reason for it. Now, there's only 17 here, but there were 120. We don't know what the other languages were like, and I'll tell you about that this morning. So they heard that. Verse 12 is where we're going to focus today. So they were all amazed, number one, amazed, and they were all perplexed. That was, and perplexed, that means confused saying to one another, whatever could this mean? The title of this message, this little teaching today is, what is this? <laughs> Ask your neighbor, what is this? What is this? But I want you to see something. They were amazed, they were confused, and then there's always verse 13. Others mocked. There are the three uh, responses 
to speaking in tongues. How many of you are filled with the Holy Spirit and you have a prayer language? Raise your hand. How many do not speak in tongues and never have had that, that experience? It's okay. Raise your hand. I'm going to take a survey. CNN and Fox News are here to put you on that. No, I'm not. This is between you and God. I want you to know. It's okay if you haven't had that. You're going to see today that God wants this to happen to you. He wants you to have a prayer language. He wants you to be able to do this very beautiful thing. But here's a normal response. Some were amazed, like, whoa. Some will be like, whoa. When you first heard that, if you've ever heard it, you're like, whoa, what is that? Others are confused. What in the world? And others mock. I used to mock when I was a little kid. I'd mock. I'd make fun of anything and everything. Guy on TV, I'd say, <laughs> and it's funny now that I'm serving the Lord, just about everything I've made fun of, God has made me do it. <laughs> and they, they mocked and they said, these guys are drunk. Let's keep reading. I want you to see something. They, they're full of new wine. These guys are drunk. But I love verse 14, and that's what I'm trying to do this morning is verse 14. Peter stood up and he said, these guys ain't drunk. Let me explain to you what this speaking in tongues is. Let me explain to you what this sound that you're hearing. Let me explain it to you. This is that that was prophesied by the prophet Joel, which is an Old Testament prophet. And then he quotes this and he says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour up my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. So there's that all flesh on everybody. He, in other words, he, this, this signified the beginning of the end age is what we call. And then he talks about when this experience began to happen in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, that he said that it's about, it's a fulfillment that we are officially in these last days. And what will happen? Sons and daughters, men and women will have dreams, spiritual dreams, and you will have visions and they will prophesy and they will, then he begins to talk about the things of the earth. The earth is going to actually unravel as what well. it will begin to rock and roll. Nature will, will just be crazy. He starts talking about things in the heavens and the sky and the moon turning to blood and the sun being darkened and earthquakes. And Jesus taught about this. I don't want to scare you and, and talk a lot about it, but I'm telling you, the Bible predicts that the earth is going to get very bizarre and some crazy things are going to happen in the earth as we draw closer to the return of Jesus. But let me really bring it home and tell you this. In other words, Peter is standing up saying, listen, days are coming when it's going to be hard for you. You're going to struggle to even live for God. People are going to turn on you. People are going to persecute you. People are going to make fun of you. You're going to be tempted. You're going to be torn because the television sin is going to be everywhere. Everywhere you look, you're going to be tempted. You're going to have attacks. You're going to be emotionally attacked. You're going to want to give up. You're going to have doubts. You're going to want to walk away from Christianity. You're not always going to feel it. So I'm going to pour out my spirit and give you something. That's going to give you power to make it through these dark times. And the next verse, they said, how do we get it? I want to know if there's some folks here saying, I need some of that. Are you thirsty? Are you hungry for more than Netflix? Can't wait to see that series and we go on these binges and, and if you're on Snapchat, you keep your street going. Let me ask you, how's your street going in your prayer life? 
Can I step into that real quick at 9.30? How's your streak going in the word of God? Some of you will snap the most ridiculous things to make sure you don't break your streak. And, but when it comes to the word of God, you haven't read it and heard it since last Sunday. I'm just trying to be real. I'm telling you, you're going to need more than that than to get through what's happening in these days that we're living in. I'm just trying to help you today. Tell somebody, say, he's not mean. He's trying to help us. What is this? What is this, Peter? What is this speaking in tongues? Pastor Eddie, what is this speaking in tongues thing about? It's all in the Word of God. Paul dedicated 1 Corinthians 12, three chapters. In Romans, he dedicates more chapters. All these scriptures in the Bible. Isaiah talks about it. It will be a time of refreshing for the people of God. All this scripture is dedicated to something that is not even talked about a lot of times in church. What good is it if we just come here, hear some songs, have a goosebump, and see our best friend and go home? I love that. That's a part of church. Community is a part of church. I love belonging to the body of Christ, but I need more than just a good handshake and I love your brother. I need something on the inside of me to give me the power that I need to press through depression, anxiety, doubts, and fears. Amen. What is tongues? When you hear the word tongues in the Bible, you're ready. People are, are, are freaked out sometimes by tongues. I'm about to tell you what it means. You ready? It's going to scare you. It's weird. Tongues means language. Ooh, say it again. What are you afraid of? It simply means languages. He who speaks in a tongue, he who speaks in a language... Here's another one. They're afraid of Pentecost. Woo, you're Pentecostal. Woo, I'm afraid. You know what Penta means? Ready? Careful. 50. (laughs) We are afraid of the most craziest things. Tongues simply means language. Why did God do this whole thing with the tongues and the language? Because I believe what gets us more in trouble than anything is this little thing right here. Do you know that wars can be started with this little thing right here? Can I tell you that some wars that you're in right now is all because of this little thing right here? The Bible says we can build a ship and control ship. We can train animals to do certain things, but a man cannot even control his own tongue. Help me this morning when I'm trying to preach. So doesn't it make so much sense, isn't it amazing, that the first thing the Holy Spirit does when he overwhelms you and I is control and get control of that tongue. That's the purpose of the speaking in tongues. Because words connect us. They connect us. When we were in Israel, we were apart. There's like 16 from our church were blessed to go. So what they did, and we, they wanted to, we had such a large group, they said, you're almost at 30, which would fill a whole tour bus. So I'm going to, is it okay if we bring some other folks from some other churches that are only four or five that may not have a group your size? Can they merge in with you and you would have your own bus? I was like, okay. Uh, he said, I'll be sure that there'll be people that uh, have a, the same understanding as you do, because I see that you're assembly of God, and I, I want to make so you can, you can enjoy the uh, experience, and you're not going to have nobody there to say, I don't, you know, you can, and so they matched us pretty good doctrinally, but that was about the only thing we had in common with some of these people. I, hope, I love them, so if they're listening to our podcast, I love you, but... Um, 
We had these things called whispers, and they would put around our ear, and there was this little device that you would have to have, and you, so you could, you could have a direct communication with our tour guide. Yatsuk was our tour guide. Now, you got thousands of people in Israel. You had people from all over the world there. You had people speaking every kind of language known to man, and they're in groups, and they're everywhere. But as long as you had your whisper on, and when I got to teach and preach the word, I would say to them in my whisper, okay, river of life, uh, we're going to be, here's the garden where Jesus prayed. Or uh, my first time was at Mount Carmel. Here's where Elijah called fire down from heaven. I need you guys all to sit here because there's thousands of people. And they all had their whispers on listening to their tour, tour guide. But we had some that didn't like to wear it. They just didn't want to wear it, and so they took it off. True story. We're downtown Jerusalem. It's like Walmart on Black Friday. <laughs> That's a picture. People are going everywhere. The tour guide says, we're going to cross this road and make a left. If you make a right, I'm not chasing you down because I'm going to lose you. Everyone that had the whisperers, it was amazing. We did just like this. We crossed the road. We turned left. Some people, true story, disappeared. Rob's here. Rob Sherman, wave at me. Rob had to go on a missions trip about four times. Miranda had to go get, get these guys. They were gone. They, why? Because they didn't want to wear the whisperer. They did not want to be, and they, didn't, they missed the whole point. It may not be stylish. It may be a little hot, but you had to stay connected to the tour guide or you could have dire consequences. Can I bring it into perspective today and say, this is a crazy world that we are living in, but God has made a way for us to have a whisperer, a sound that is directly connected Oh, I'm preaching this morning. A spot that is something that is directly connected to the voice of God. So when he says, hey, you need to turn left, you can turn. And others that don't have it, brother, that's why you're walking around. I'm getting like this, getting offended and getting mad and not reading your word and struggling in this. And I'm being tempted in it. Put your whisper on and get with the crowd. Rob could preach this right now. That brother was, I had to give a, a counseling session because Rob was ready to just hurt some people. It brings the whole crowd down. It stopped the whole thing so many, many, many times. And at least I would say, if you're not going to wear it, at least stay close to Yatsuk. Yeah, people out taking a picture. We're over here. I got a lot to say. Every four, all four times in the book of Acts, when people receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit, they would speak in tongues. Some, it would say, and prophesied. But every time, it was speaking in tongues. And so some may say, well, Paul, there is one instance where it says Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, but it don't say he spoke in tongues. And some people will say, see, aha, uh -huh, he, was, he was filled with the Holy Spirit there. But he did not speak in tongues. Well, I want you to know that Paul later said in 1 Corinthians, I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. <laughs> Where did he begin to speak in tongues? It's safely assumed when he was filled with the Holy Spirit. He went on to say, and I wish that only Pentecostals would do this. And I wish that you what? How many is an all? You know what all means in the Greek? Same thing in Hebrew. 
Same thing in Aramaic. Same thing in Latin. Same thing in Spanish. Is there a word for Spanish and all? Toro. What'd you call me? My <laughs> point is this. It's for all y'all. Well, Pastor Eddie, I don't, do I have to speak in tongues? Stop it. You don't have to speak in tongues. You get to speak in tongues. Yeah. Now, doctrinally, no, you do not. You don't even have to be water baptized to make it into heaven. The thief on the cross never did any of that. And Jesus said, today, you're going to be with me in heaven. But he was on a cross. So if you don't want to do none of that, then get on a cross. I've learned people that don't do this have a problem carrying their cross anyway. I'm trying to help somebody to see, how come the blessing isn't in my life, Pastor Eddie? Well, maybe you don't have, maybe there's something that we're not doing that's, that's blocking us to hear from God and to get wisdom from the Lord. I'm trying to teach us today. Help me, Jesus. Three things I want to tell you about the speaking in tongues. Number one, it's a spiritual grace. It's a spiritual grace. It's grace. What is grace? Grace is, is unmerited favor. It, it is something you don't deserve and God just gives it to you anyway. That's grace. The judge ever show you grace? You know you should have got that fine. But he had grace and he let you go. Boss gave you another whatever. We all know what grace is. Every, your salvation is because of grace. I'm here today because I don't, I don't, I'm unqualified to be a pastor. I'm unqualified to be the chaplain for Van Buren. I'm unqualified to be a successful husband and a father. But God, he qualifies the unqualified. He equips those that need to be equipped. Amen? It's grace. Now, I wanted to just say this because there's a little confusion. I'm just going to step in for a quick second to give you. There are two different kinds of tongues in Scripture. And for the sake of a three-hour seminar, let's call one grace tongues and the other gift of tongues. Are you with me? And the gift of tongues, let's call it the gift of tongues, Paul writes and says, whenever you're in a church service or a public setting and you're worshiping God and one feels like they give an utterance of tongues to everybody, Paul said that's cool. In other words, they'll speak out in tongues in a public meeting. We had one a couple of weeks ago at the 930 service. We had one about a month ago. Uh, we have them. Okay, They're from time to time in, in Pentecostal gatherings or in spirit Christian gatherings, you'll have it happen. Paul said that's really, really cool, but Paul is always thinking about unbelievers. So is God. So he says, just in case you got somebody in your church on Sunday morning and something like that happens, make sure so they won't think you're crazy and run out of the church. He says, if that happens, make sure there is a gift of interpretation so someone can, can say in English what was said in tongues. And usually, it, if it, when it's done right and it's really authentic, it's beautiful. It usually causes everybody here to go, wow. A few weeks ago when my, my dad uh, did that, he had no idea what I was preaching. My notes are always in my Bible on the front pew. No one knew what I was preaching. And what he said in, in tongues and then interpreted was exactly what I was preaching on in a few minutes. So what does that do? It builds your faith. And you're like, whoa, God is in this place. Everyone, what's that called? Gift of tongues. I'm not talking about that today. I'm talking about the grace of tongues. That is for everybody. The grace of tongues is for everybody. Someone, someone say, it's for you. It's for you. It's for everybody. Last week I told you that it's, it's for you and, and your children and for those who are afar off. It's for everyone. 
to have. This is called the grace of tongues. The Bible says he gave them utterance. The Holy Spirit gave them utterance. The ability, the words. Now let me dispel or dismantle a couple of myths. You got to do that. There's a lot about this. That's why it's confusing. That's why some churches don't even talk about it because it says it's easier not to talk about it. And so they don't even talk about it. But you need this. So much scripture is dedicated to it. I would be, I would be doing you an injustice by not telling you the truth because it changed my life. Number one, the first myth is, do I get a whole language when I get filled? Do, can I just go for a whole language? I've heard some, and it's so encouraging to be like in Honduras, praying for somebody, and they begin to speak in the same kind of tongues that I hear in America. It's amazing. It's not Spanish. Tongues, by the way, is a, is the spiritual tongues here is, is a language that the person does not know, but has the supernatural ability to pray directly to God. That's what tongue language is. It could, okay, so some get a whole language and others get like a word, a syllable. And I've heard some crazy things. It sounded like gibberish, which I'll get to in just a minute. For me, when I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I heard this word in my mind, Enoch. My mom was praying in the Holy. I got filled in the living room of my mom and dad's house. I was wanting, I was reading it. I, I was so on fire for God when I got saved in November. Right around February, I began to run out of gas. 25 years old, young, married, two daughters, coming out of gang violence and partying and everything else, and to make such a drastic change. At first, I went on just pure zeal, but then I ran out of steam. How many is with me today? So I began to read, is there another boost? Is there something? Oh, there's power. My pastor was talking about, you need the power. Everybody was talking about the power. So I said, God, I want this power. I begin to read it, begin to get hungry for it. And I got filled up. My mom's praying for me in the living room, and I wanted to say what she was saying, which was like, something like that. And I said, but I don't want to do what she's doing. I wanted my own words. And I'm sitting there, I'm having this mental thing going on. And all of a sudden, I heard this word, Enoch, coming to my spirit. Enoch. I didn't even know what that was. I don't know no Enoch. So I begin to say that word, Enoch. I just begin to say it. And the more I begin to say Enoch, the more I begin to just feel like a waterfall coming from the inside of me. He said, you just don't sit there and go, okay, he's just going to open your mouth and go, no, he gives you the utterance, the ability, you got to do it. I'll explain that in just a minute, but it was just a syllable. And just like any other spiritual gift, including faith, you've got to build it. I'm teaching today. You don't expect to come in here and attend four weeks of service and be at the same spiritual level that Pastor Eddie and Melinda's on. It takes some pain. You got to go through some things. But one thing that'll get you through it is the power of the Holy Spirit. So I learned to pray. All I could say in, 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 in that tongue was that word Enoch. And the more I begin to say, the more it begin to build. And now it's an entire language. I can go an hour just praying in the Holy Spirit. But it starts, so the myth is that you're going to be able, some do. Some go, I've heard them pray a whole language, like just getting filled with the Holy Spirit. The other myth is, is can I control it? Because this is what some of you are thinking. You're going to get filled with the Holy Spirit, and you're going to be at Kroger. <laughs> and you're going to be shopping down the milk aisle, and the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. And you're going to grab that microphone and start yelling in that microphone and... 
and everyone's going to run. And that's how some of you may be thinking. Seriously, we got people here that don't know and understand and maybe listening even on this podcast who, and I'm going to treat you like, like this is a, uh, like Peter did. He stood up and no one knew what was happening. He explained it. Let me tell you something. You can control. The Bible says the spirit is subject to the prophet. It's just like the gift of giving. Do you get into a trance and, and write a check? Or you walk by the offering and your, and your checkbook bounces out and runs in? I wish that would happen. I wish it would happen. We'd build that building next week. No. The Holy Spirit speaks to your heart to give a certain amount. We had somebody give the church $10,000 not too long ago. I told you guys about that. She don't even attend our church, but she visited when she was in the area like four times. And every time she came to River of Life, the Holy Spirit just blessed her and blowed her away. She came into some money, and she said, out of all the churches that she has visited in her life, God spoke to her and said, give this check, $10,000, people, to that church in Belleville. That's what really kicked back off this campaign again last Easter. What was that? That was the gift of giving. Same thing with, with this gift, this grace of the Holy Spirit. Paul said it like this. I got to stay on our scriptures because I will go for three hours on this, but I want you to get it. Paul is talking about it. What's, he says, what's the conclusion then? The Holy Spirit will overtake me and I will, and what? No, and, and pray in the Spirit. No, he says, I will. I choose. I will pray with the Spirit and I will pray with the understanding. Does the Holy Spirit take over when you pray? No, you know what you have a need of. You, you commit the time and you begin to pray in English. You, I can pray in the Holy Spirit right now. It's something that I don't have to feel because it's not an emotion. It's in my spirit. And I begin to pray. He said, I can, I can sing in the spirit. You can sing. How many, can, how many think you can sing? How many can sing in the shower? Come on, somebody. How many was singing on the way here? If I sing oceans, we'll all drown. So I'm not going to do it. And there's a difference between thinking you can sing and knowing you can sing. You ever watch American Idol tryouts? It breaks my heart. I'm like, why didn't that dad tell that baby girl? But he's up there. You can sing, baby. No, you can't. Please. Okay. I will sing with the spirit. And I will also sing... In English, some of you can pray in English and you've been praying and you've been singing. That's good. But can I tell you there's more? There's more. You don't have to be in this trance. You just begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. You just begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. So it's a spiritual grace, number two. And, 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 and uh, many say, well, is it gibberish? No, number two, it's a spiritual language. It's a language. Everybody say language. It's a language. It's not gibberish. It sounds like gibberish. I, I know a lot of, uh, when we were in Israel, for instance, you heard, I mean, we had one brother in our group that spoke four different languages. Mandarin, by the way, is the largest speaking language on planet Earth. There are, um, I wrote it down in here somewhere, there are 6,500 different human languages. 6,500. Some of you can speak three and four languages, province, and uh, you guys are blessed. How many bilingual can speak more than one language? 
How many struggle with one? Come on. <laughs> well, it's a language. It may sound like gibberish. How many have ever heard another language and it sounds like gibberish? Okay, that's honest. It sounds like that, but the, holy, but the tongue language isn't actual language. It could be a human language, or watch this, it can be a heavenly language. Paul said it like this, though I speak with tongues, which means what? Languages of men and of angels. There is a heavenly language. There is a language that, it's a language though. And then he says this, so what is this language? For he who speaks, and in the next slide says, he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he what? He what? He speaks mystery. Well, I don't like that speaking in tongues, Pastor Eddie, because I don't understand what they're saying. Well, they're not talking to you. Who's he speaking to? He's speaking to God. And what is he saying? I don't know. It's mysteries. It's mysteries. Watch this other one. Watch. Paul says, for if I pray in a tongue, watch this. My what prays? My spirit prays. What about my mind? My mind, my mind gets you in trouble anyway. My understanding is unfruitful. Another way, in other words, God has designed a way for us to communicate with our spirit to go directly around our mind, which is stinking, thinking, doubt, unbelief, judgmental, jealousy, and, he, and it goes right around your understanding, and it's like that whisperer. It's connected right to the voice of our leader. I've prayed in the Holy Spirit, and I pray in the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I'll have a face appear in front of me, one of you, or a name, or a situation. You know what I know? I know I know that I'm praying. I don't know all the details, but I do know that I'm praying for that situation. It's a more pure language and a pure way to pray than of any other language you've ever prayed. Come on, somebody. It's mysteries to God. Your spirit is praying. Sometimes it's saying, God, what are we going to do with this idiot? He ain't been in his word in three weeks, and he's wondering why his life's falling apart. How can I uh, give me a desire to motivate him? And they, you never know what you're praying. It's mysteries that we're praying. But your spirit is bypassing. Though I don't feel it all the time, Pastor Eddie, but that's okay, because your feelings ain't praying. Your spirit is praying. Remember, Peter slept three times in the garden. Jesus came back the first time and said, wake up. He came back the second time and said, Wake up. The third time he came back, he goes, really? What did he say? Your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. Your spirit is willing, but your flesh. I don't feel like praying, Pastor Eddie. Well, that's good. That's a good time to begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. I said, that's a good time to begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. When you don't, when you don't really want to feel. Romans says, likewise, the spirit also helps in our weakness. For when we do not know what we should pray, the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Jesus did this at the tomb of Lazarus. He did this two times in his ministry. He began to groan. The Bible says he groaned in his spirit. This is travailing in the spirit. This is interceding in the spirit. This is when, because you've got different levels of prayer. We pray on, on Tuesday nights here at 6.30. And it's different, people have different levels of prayer, and that's fine. It's open prayer. 
Some people are, they pray, you guys, you know, pray all like, now I'm in front of people, I, I pray differently than when I'm by my, when I'm here by myself, you don't want to be in the building. Sometimes I even look underneath the seats to make sure nobody's here because I want to get in the spirit and I just want to begin to pray and I just want to get through it. You got to learn how to do this. And, but everyone's on different levels in your prayer life. When you really be, this scripture says that there's times when you need help. You don't know what you should pray. How many's ever been there? You don't know what you should pray. Should I get in this relationship? Should I cut them loose? Should I take this job? Should I pray that, God, you raise this 90-year-old person back, or do you want to take him home? I don't know what to pray, but the Holy Spirit does. He says, slide over, intellect, slide over, trying to think and figure everything out. Let me step in and talk to my Father. Let me pray for you. Let me help you in this area. Let me begin to pray for you. And then you begin to let the Holy Spirit flow. And, yeah, it's, it's groanings. You don't understand what it is. Someone next to you going, what is he doing? He's not talking to you. I'm expecting and believing that this is going to take our church to a whole new level. It's because I know it's going to take you to a whole new level. It takes everyone. When I got filled with the Holy Spirit in February, man, I was ready to charge the gates of hell with a water pistol. Come on. Because Jesus said, when this happens, you shall receive power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. My body trembled for like two hours that day. That next morning I went to work. I remember I got my coffee. I loaded my truck. I started driving to Grand Rapids, doing my route. I began to pray in English. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you. Then I began to pray in that little word, Enoch. I had to pull the truck over. Holy Ghost jumped right in that truck. And man, we just began to have church. And man, this whole whoosh, just a, just a power began to just come over. And, and guess what? It's 21 years later. Really the proof uh, is not on how good you can do something for a minute, really, isn't it? How long you can last? You really want to make it in these last days? You really want to make it through in these last days? We've got to, we've got to be hungry, but you got to be hungry for the power of the Holy Spirit. And lastly, it's a, it's a spiritual weapon. Praying in tongues is a spiritual weapon. Ephesians gives a whole list of the, of the spiritual weapons. Helmet of right, all of that. I'm not going to read all of that, but just listen to what chapter 6 says. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all kinds of prayer and supplications in the what? In the Spirit. It's a spiritual weapon. Before I come up here and I pray, every time before I preach, whether it's at chapel, at Life Challenge, missions trips, anywhere, I pray. And I say, God, I don't want to get up there and say anything in the flesh. What do you want me to say to your people today? I don't got the message. That's how I pray over my messages. And I get these messages a week before. I don't wait till Saturday morning. Download a sermon. You can download a sermon. You, you can become a doctor on the Internet. You can get anything on that internet. Lord, help us. And some of us think you're going to get a breakthrough on the internet. Let me tell you something. You're not. The real authentic move of the Holy Spirit 
does come with a price. It comes with you and I seeking after him. You and I going after God, getting hungry for God, sucking some carpet fibers, getting on our face before God and praying and crying out to him. Jesus wept. Jesus sweat in prayer. He, when's the last time we really went after God like that? When's the last time we really got serious about a need like that and begin to go after God? Help us somebody. Help us somebody. Jude says, Pastor Steve, you can come. I'm going to close this out right now. Jude says this, but you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith. How? Praying in the Holy Spirit. It builds yourself up in the most holy spirit and your most holy faith. I remember before getting a job interview, sitting in the parking lot and just praying and begin, begin to just pray in the Holy Spirit. And just heaven, and it just gives me calm. It just gives me peace. He just, just centers me. I mean, I don't know what I'm saying all the time, but I'm, I'm just praying in the Holy Spirit. And next thing you know, I just have this inner peace, this power, this, this ability to just uh, overcome the enemy. What's happened? I'm using a weapon, a weapon that I didn't have before. My desire as pastor of this church is every single one of you have a prayer language. And every single one of you learn to pray in it and cultivate it and pray in it. That's why I'm preaching this in February and not in June or August. Because I, this is the beginning of the year. I don't know what this crazy world's going to do this year. It's like every single day you turn the news on and it's just murder and scandal and investigation and division and racism and hate and just, isn't it? And we think we're going to come in here for an hour and get all that out of us. You just get enough. Some of you come here just enough to get stirred up. And you go home and it settles right back down. Well, that didn't do nothing for me. Murder, killing everybody. We've got to get something more than that. It's time to turn that television off. I said it's time to turn that television off. Delete some of those apps. You need Snapchat? You need to be on social media so much? Maybe not. Maybe it's time to come cut some of that down and just begin to go after God. Say, God, I want that. I want everybody to stand right now. You want to get, you want more of God. Just stand to your feet right now. Say, say, God, I want more than what I have right now. I, I need, I need this direct line of communication. I need to be able to pray for my son and my, my daughter and my marriage better. It's time for me to go, you know, into the deep end of things, God. I want to come into the deep end of things, Lord. I don't want to sit out here in the shallow end of religion and good, just doing good little deeds and being a good person. God, no, you've called me to be a world changer, a life changer, one life at a time. And God, it only starts when you, I allow you to change me. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. When's the last time you prayed in the Holy Spirit? Do you want to be able to pray in the Holy Spirit? Are you still one of those? Are you confused? Are you amazed? Are, are you mocking? Where, what, what I wanted, the other group was hungry and said, whatever, whatever it takes, I'll do it. Peter said, okay. 3,000 of them were added to the church in that one day. I'm telling you, when God begins to move, and, a, and the only thing that's going to make this, I mean, the enemy's attacking this church, he's attacking, he's always attacking something that God's doing. 
The only way for us to move forward in this city, in this community, and what God's doing here, is we be a spirit-led, spirit-filled church, a body of Christ that's moving, not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. Are you with me today? Come on, lift your hands to him and just touch him. Just, just connect with him right now in your spirit. Hallelujah, Lord. We love you in this place. We praise you in this place, Lord. We love you in this place. We honor you in this place, Lord. Father, I done what Peter did. He stood up and he directed the people of what to do. Father, we're, we're expecting an outpouring on Friday night. But God, you can do it right now. You can feel some tonight. You can feel some in the morning. You can feel some this week, Tuesday. God, I pray, God, that every single person at River of Life will be filled with the Holy Spirit and with the evidence of speaking in tongues in that prayer language. Father, let us be able to connect directly to you to bypass our issues and bypass our flesh in this place. Lord, give us a hunger for your spirit like never before. God, give us a hunger. Those that have been filled, Father, let us be refilled in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, God, let us be refilled in this place. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Just begin to worship him right now. Worship him right now. You're good, God. You're good, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to ask our prayer teams to come up for the 930. You know who you are and just line up here in the front. Our prayer teams to come up and get in your place. And listen, if you need prayer for anything today, I want to ask you to come up. And to get with one of these teams and let us pray for you today. You got something going on in your life. You want to get filled with the Holy Spirit, you can have that as well. You're going to go see a doctor this week. You got something happening. If you need prayer, these guys are here, prayed up before every service, ready to get prayer, ready to, to, to see what God wants to do. We're going to just sing one more song, and I want you to come if you need prayer in this place. In Jesus' name. Please don't leave yet. Let's just sing one more song here and worship. And let people get some prayer in this place. You want to stand in for somebody? Come and get prayer. Let us pray for you today. You need a hunger for the Holy Spirit? Come and let us get prayer today. Anything that's going on in your life, come and get prayer this morning before you go anywhere. In Jesus' name. The rest of you, let's just worship him. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.
expecting God to do something Friday night. Come on, let's lift your hand if you're expecting something from God on Friday night. Be filled with the Spirit. Miracle. Could be a healing. I'll tell you what's going to happen between now and Friday. You're going to have everything that you think of being thrown at you to get you to not come, to get you to not be expecting, to not be hungry, and I get in your word. Jesus told 500 to go and wait. Only 120 showed up. So I'm going to pray over you that you're going to keep your hunger and you're going to go after God. And you're going to watch this happen on Friday. We're going to have an encounter with the presence of God. It's going to change your life. Are you ready? Father, in the name of Jesus, every uplifted hand in this place is saying we need more of you. We are needing something from you, God. Father, before you came to a city, you would send your disciples in to get the people expecting and prepare them for you, Jesus. Well, Lord, we are going to be prepared this week. I pray our hunger would build every day. We would be in your word every day. We would set aside time to pray. Pray in the spirit. Pray with the understanding and seek you, God. Many will even fast and seek you, Father. And I pray that, God, this Friday, Lord, you would come in this place like a mighty Russian wind and with fire and fill every single one of us, Lord, in this place. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. We trust that God has spoken to you through today's message. If you would like to know more about our church or if you would like to help support the ministry, please go to www.rol-ag.org. River of Life Assembly of God, a church of His presence, His promises, and all people.